0: First off, I need to apologize for the audio quality for my intro here. Usually I build a nice little sound booth in my trailer and make everything all nice and crisp. But it's 95 degrees here in Arizona, so we're outside in the trailer park. All right, down to business. It takes a lot of guts to drive across the country to come make a web series with somebody you don't even know. It takes a lot of funny and and talent, too. And Monica Waller? She impressed me, but I won't give you the gory details. I will let her. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Monica Waller. I would like to lead off with the moment that we met in person, because that was so funny. Remember?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Remember you'd, 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 you'd like split your pants? Yeah. That was funny. Oh, I
1: forgot about that.
0: So I get into, you pulled up in your ginormous, which sh- it shocked me how giant Elton is. That's your yes. your RV. And you pulled up and you're like, oh yeah, you gotta get in the, the RV. But I had been waiting.
1: Yeah, you were being so polite. Yeah, You are just old. outside. And I'm like, what are you doing? Come in here. Yeah. And, and at one point I'm like, oh, I split my pants.
0: Yeah, and the whole front of your pantaloons were like that threadbare ripped open split. (laughs) And was like, holy, I just met this person. And then the best part was, is that I had the best reply because while I was waiting for you, I went to take a pee. And as you've seen multiple times over these two weeks, I apparently can't handle peeing outside. And I peed all over my pants. So it was like, oh my God, you split your pants. I peed on mine.
1: You're right. You really aren't great. I think I'm better at peeing outside than you are.
0: It's incredible. (laughs) No woman has ever said that to a man before. I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah, just a moment ago I went to pee outside of the RV here and uh, I peed on my sandals
1: mm-hmm. and then I was
0: like, "Oh, I better take a look at my the crotch area." Mm-hmm. And there was lo and behold. Yeah. Pee.
1: You're just a sprinkler. I got to work on it. And you're not even one of those sprinklers that like directs out and like like chicks away like you're like just one that just sits on the ground and just sprays up and just a oh. gigantic, yeah.
0: Nobody wants to be that. And I am that.
1: I don't, um, don't want to say nobody. No, I'm well, sure some guess, people would love that.
0: Who would want to sprinkle their pee in a really, <laughs> no, we're, okay, we've strayed a bit too far. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, let's get back to like, now let's go into the practical side of things. Okay. You live on the road. Yes. Let's get it out of the way. In an RV named Elton. Mm-hmm. I guess like just start like telling me like about that stuff. Give me the elevator pitch that you always get everything.
1: Oh, the elevator. Well, pitch. no, maybe not the. Ele-
0: okay, a really long okay. escal. Like maybe like the the CN Tower elevator.
1: All right. So um, anytime uh, I go up to a guy at a bar and I decide I'm gonna really like get him super interested in me, this is my elevator pitch. Okay, I'm like, hey. I got a cat, and I live in an RV that's 34 feet long and it's falling apart, and I haven't showered for a week. You want that? (laughs) So that's my elevator pitch.
0: Wow, and you're busy every night with a new man.
1: Never fails. (laughs) Um, No, I don't know. I, I bought the RV. I'd been thinking about doing this for quite some time. I would always traveled and was constantly going on mini road trips when I couldn't travel. I've moved from state to state for not great reasons and just bumbled around, I guess, for the majority of my life. And ultimately I decided that I really wanted to do this for myself. It seemed right. I started (laughs) dating again actually and I just started going on dates and when I was explaining my lifestyle and how many places I'd lived, if, not everyone, I, certainly not everyone, but some of the people that I went on dates with seemed like weirded out by it, more so than normal and I was also dating in Ohio and there a lot of people there kind of stay put or don't go, they don't leave Ohio. That doesn't mean everyone, if anyone listens to this, I'm not saying you, I'm saying all your friends, okay? But uh, yeah, so I was dating and I started feeling a little insecure about it, about how much I'd moved and about, you know, my lifestyle and and how much I had bumbled around and I started wondering like, man, should I just, you know, I I bought a house a few years ago, I, I fixed it up. I bought it, I fixed it up and I moved out of it two years later and rented it out even though I was going back to it. Yeah. To me, it just seemed like it was something I decided I really needed to embrace. I'd, I'd looked into and actually done some shopping for, uh, campers, um, a few years before and I committed to it. I don't know. I just committed to it. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. I told my work I was going to, leave i gave them like six months notice and i still work for that company they were letting me do this and work remotely on the road which i'm extremely thankful for i just took off
0: whoa so you made the leap and the leap was with a gentleman named elton and miles oh well we're gonna get to miles Oh okay he's my favorite (laughs) but for now you go and buy well you were thinking about buying something modern right and fancy
1: know what I was going to buy, honestly. Uh, when I was originally looking, I was looking at like trucks from the 70s, like old camper trucks from the 70s. That was a couple years ago. But like, I, so I looked at that originally. And then I started to shop around because what I was worried about was traveling solo that um, I needed something reliable. When I started looking at reliable RVs, I was thinking I should just buy another property. Like this is, this is ridiculous. I I shouldn't be spending this money on something that's going to lose value, significant value. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if it would have been affordable with gas and everything and how much I like moving because I move a lot now that I'm on the road. I don't stay places for very long. Ultimately, I decided that I was going to get something older, something that I could buy outright and put a little bit of money into, make sure it was good to go, and then just take the risk. I definitely took a risk. <laughs> so I found, I was shopping off Craigslist and RV Trader, and I went and saw a few of them, and just none of them really worked for me. They Either they were too modern, or they were... Just not the setup, or they were going to require me to do too much work on the interior, or they had too many problems. And then I found Elton. I saw Elton, and I was like, what is that? That thing looks ridiculous. And I went and met up with the people that day, because I just had this feeling that this was the RV I was going to get. It was priced right. It seemed like it was in good shape. They disclosed a couple of issues that I had to get fixed with it. I went and I saw him pull up and I was like, wow, that baby looks absolutely stupid. I have to own it. Cause he does, he just looks weird. It's like the weirdest, I've, you've got all these Class A motorhomes, he's a Class A motorhome and they, most of the time they have the flat faces or they're just more of like a toaster, you know? It's like a big gigantic moving toaster. And he has this weird shape where it's like, he almost curls under on the bottom and his wheels look tiny, even though they're huge. I don't understand why they look the way that they do. And now all of the sides on this thing are totally wrinkled. When I bought him, he had like a little bit of warping in the back, I don't know. I'm pretty sure my bedroom's just gonna fall off on the highway. I just knew, I, I looked at him and I walked inside and I looked at a few different things and I asked them some questions about it. And then I gave him an offer. We went back and forth a little bit and then I said, Okay, I'm gonna I can't drive him home right now. I'll come I'll give you a thousand bucks and then I'll pay you the rest when I come get him in a week. And I gave him a thousand dollars. We wrote a handwritten contract. I'm probably an idiot for that too, but I just trusted them. And then I left with Elton, my my beautiful little rocket ship. He looks like a prototype. He does. He looks like a rocket ship prototype. Where, like, somebody that wanted to make a rocket ship started, but then they weren't really the smartest scientists working on the rocket ship, and they made this one, and it didn't do anything. And then they ended up making, you know, NASA and, and actual spaceships and everything.
0: Yeah, this is like the the Guam branch of NASA creating <laughs> rocket ships. This is the Guam version. Yeah. Still American, but like, hmm, yeah. really?
1: Is yeah. it? Yeah. I just thought he looked like a rocket. That's where Elton John, his name's Elton John, because Rocket Man. And yeah, we took off about a month after. Yeah. Right. About a month after I bought them.
0: I do like the fact that you bought it because it looked funny. That's how I choose all my telephones. Something very simple. When Apple puts out the new iphone i'll be like what's the dumbest color oh rose gold looks funny <laughs> so i get that feeling and i i mad respect on that one. thanks but eldon hasn't exactly been the best road buddy has he i mean you've documented it very well all the issues that you've had with him along the way are you feeling regret can well a can you tell us a bit about them and then b are you feeling any regret should you have bought new
1: no i i i'm going to answer your Last question first.
0: Oh God, you're going to confuse me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'm glad I didn't buy new. I know that some some people have said that they bought new and they ended up having problems with their RVs, and I think that I would have been really upset if I had spent, uh, you know, considerable amount of money, which I was really considering doing, and um, and then found myself pouring hundreds or thousands of dollars into a newer RV. I would have been furious about that. But yes, my trip has not been without ailments. Even getting him ready to go was a bit of a pain in the butt, mainly because the first mechanic I went to didn't do a good job with things. Like, they didn't do my brakes right. And I was running around on extremely squishy brakes and I didn't know... Squishy? Squishy, like I could slam them down all the way. And they, yeah, and then just make like weird.
0: I've never heard brakes described as squishy.
1: Well, when you push down, there's no resistance. Oh, which and, That's and not I couldn't, good for I couldn't stop.
0: That's really not good for brakes.
1: It would be. I would have to stop yards in advance, start slowing down. I was so nervous. I'm like, but I also didn't know any better, right? right. So I was thinking maybe this is just how these are, and I thankfully before I went on left I um went to get an alignment and I asked them to look at the brakes and they're like how are you driving this thing around girl you're crazy uh you're gonna die (laughs) I was like oh my gosh so they never bled my brakes the first place never bled my brakes so I basically didn't have great brakes at all um but yeah I was on the road um super windy I was getting blown around on the highway I was in North Dakota and I'm freaking out. I'm white knuckling because this RV just gets pushed around really bad. I've read about it since. And I guess not every RV has as bad of a problem. But this one specifically gets just flung around in the wind. Great. And I've got 30 mile per hour gusts hitting me. I'm flying into other lanes. I'm thinking I'm just going to like hit somebody like in the side and have them fly off the highway. It was really nerve wracking. But I was on a mission and I was going to get to the Badlands but by nightfall, God help me. So I um, kept going and then all of a sudden I, I hear this booming noise, this loud cracking noise. And I think that something's just fallen in the back because of the swerving or whatever, I don't know. And then it happens again and I look out my rear view mirror on the passenger side and my awning is out.
0: How out is it out, all the way?
1: It's not out all the way because it had been locked, so the locking mechanism had had broken. It was out about, I would say a third of the way.
0: jeez, it's going it's the sail. It's going to send you that's
1: part of the reason why I was flying everywhere, probably too. Yeah. And I'm afraid of heights, and it was twenty degrees outside Fahrenheit,
0: yeah, th- <laughs> for uh, the international listeners, <laughs> uh, my my foreign brethren. <laughs> that's approximately that's still that's freezing hey
1: and um and I didn't know what to do and I had just bought zip ties that morning for some reason
0: not with this in mind
1: not with this in mind I was getting my propane tank filled and I thought oh zip ties are always handy and I bought them that morning at a tractor supply place and I go, okay, I got to climb up there and see what's going on. So I climb up on top of this thing. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I've got 20 mile, like, or 20 degree weather, 30 mile per hour winds. It's just slamming me in the face. I mean, my nose is running. Like I'm trying to, you know, create a, a river and I just start zip tying it up. And then it, undoes again on the highway, and then I zip-tie it so many times that it hasn't unzip-tied itself since. It's still zip-tied.
0: <laughs> yeah, we checked it the one day. Remember, we had a we were here in Tennessee, and we had a tornado warning the one night, and it got pretty windy, mm-hmm. and you're like, do you mind checking and making sure my awning isn't out? Sometimes like, we didn't than, put it out.
1: Yeah, sometimes more of the fabric comes out, because I had to cut it.
0: It's like a little tongue hanging out of yeah. an animal's mouth <laughs> yeah. when you drive.
1: But that was just the entry. After that, there's just been... Uh, one of my wheels almost fell off because the hub was bad.
0: <laughs> one of your spares did fall off. One of my
1: spare my spare tire did fall off the under. I thought it was my one of my wheels. I was freaking out, a misfiring going up hills. That was a good one. All kinds of issues.
0: You just a little bit of detail maybe on the the getting stuck in the the sand. I think,
1: oh, I
0: think anyone who would check out your account will see the hilarity.
1: I decided I was gonna go on a very short trip into the desert. It was in, oh gosh, Anzo Borrego State Park in California. And they it's the desert and they had free camping. I was really excited about that. And you have to get there and you have to find a spot. And most of these people that camp there have trailers or small RVs or they're doing off-roading. And here I am in my 34-foot land yacht. I am driving down this dusty little road. It's a little rocky, but not bad. And I see a spot, and it's a perfect spot. And I could either have pulled up all the way and then backed in, or it looked to be a turn that I thought I could make. Um, I don't know why I thought I could make this turn. I don't know what came over me. I am a really good driver. I understand the limitations of a vehicle that's 34 feet. But for some reason in my head, I wasn't gonna, I was just gonna do it. I just wanted to get the spot. I was tired of driving. And within a few seconds, I was stuck. And stuck really bad. And then from there, I had multiple people trying to help me dig this thing out they made it so much worse and ultimately had to have an emergency tow truck uh, come out and actually lift me and Elton out of the sand
0: and uh it wouldn't be just a regular tow truck me thinks this is the like
1: oh, it was, yeah, super heavy duty.
0: So the way that you RV, Mm -hmm. uh, I find interesting because it's a lot different than I, in that you'll actually go and explore. And as I've told you, like you've inspired me to actually get out and hike and see things. Was that a plan of yours before you got into this whole thing that you were going to actually experience the road? Because I don't really
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Even when I've lived stationary, I would get out and see as much as I could in the city. I would go visit other cities. I, I want to experience things. And I think experiencing a lot of different things gives me perspective. So I wanted to be able to backpack, which I haven't been able to do really any true backpacking and see things and meet people, um, it was important to me to see the finer details of the states that i'm visiting not just the national parks i mean the national parks are lovely and i want to see all of them and i want to spend time in all of them but also to get a taste of what people's lives are like because there are, in the in the united states the way people live is so different depending on where you go that was that was a big element for me. I also love live music. So anytime I am near a place where I can walk and go find any type of live I don't care what it is. I will go and just hang out by myself until pe- too many people start talking to me and then I just sneak into the shadows and disappear.
0: Spooky. <laughs> yeah. Who's that person lurking in the shadows? Yeah. Loving the music though. She's <laughs> loving the, that that ghost is loving the music.
1: But yeah, I, w- I just I want to see things, you know. I want to participate and and have a bunch of different memories. So, yeah. Yes. I get out a lot.
0: <laughs> and it's inspiring because you definitely do it different, different than I do. I just, I have my little haunts and I'll go to them and I'll stay there for weeks. I mean, I do... I meet you on the level of the the human interaction and finding the difference with people. To me, that's the most entertaining thing. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of just play it safe. Like, I've told you about my camp network. Like, I'll just stay in there or free Walmarts, and I don't really get out and explore, and I don't really get out and see any parts of America. So, in Canada even less. I'm a bit of a fake nomad. I, I play one on TV. I play one on the Internet.
1: That's not true. You're nomadic, but you're... St- just uh, a recluse nomad.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a a fake explorer, I guess, kind of thing. But yeah, I I like that, recluse nomad. That's probably me. You love to explore, but I've had you on lockdown Mm -hmm. since we're in Tennessee. We're about an hour and a half south of Nashville. But I have you here specifically in Tennessee to shoot a web series. So the way it went down was, uh, I've been traveling for the last three years now, and I'm a filmmaker, and when I'm on the road, I want to make films. So for my first year, I made documentary films about other nomads, and it almost killed me. It just burned me out like crazy. I found it really hard. When you work with people who aren't in the entertainment industry, the best thing to do is documentary because people can be themselves, so it's great. And then the second year, I wanted to do more scripted, fun stuff, kind of get back to doing comedy, like how I when I started my career in television. So who could I trust, really? Who could I find on the road that could act and would be willing to give up their time? So I just started making films by myself. Mm -hmm. Then the crazy thing happened. I found you. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the first time I tuned into your channel, I was like, holy shit, this person has got it. Thanks. (laughs) You're funny. You're really great on camera. So I just thought to myself, uh, we should probably make something. So this is a big deal, I'm being long-winded about it because I want people to know this is actually a really big deal for me too. Mm-hmm. Because this is the first time that I'm really getting to make a big project while on the road. And the project that I would, uh, almost in a way, dream project really, because it's scripted and it's comedy. So has this kind of thing always been of interest to you? And What sold you on coming out and spending two weeks with me and working pretty long hours, aside from your day job?
1: I am the type of person that if somebody has a creative outlet or something that they want to pursue, if there's any way that I can help in general, I will help. Um, I have, I think, experienced many times in my life that... I could have used just somebody expressing interest in my creative endeavors. And sometimes creativity can be extremely lonely. That's a tough life to live is having all of these ideas and sharing them with people and having people not really appreciate nor um, want to participate or follow up with them. So, however, regardless of my interest in helping people with their creativity, you're fun. So this wasn't some type of thing where I'm like, well, I really should help him because he wants to be creative. This was totally in my wheelhouse. I I've been making silly videos on my Instagram occasionally. It just depends on if if something hits me, I make it. If nothing hits me, I don't make anything. That's just how it goes. I'm not trying to follow some format or anything for myself, but No, man. The first time I traveled and moved across the country, I brought my camera with me and it was just a little like, you know, what are those Canon power shots? The ones that the girls used to bring to the club before cell phones and be like, Hey, we were at the club. And then they'd post it on like MySpace or whatever, you know, but I brought my phone and it could make little videos. And I decided I was going to document my journey. And there's a, I don't even know if I should name it. Huel Hauser is this character in California who goes around. He's like a goes to different warehouses and it's like, how do you make the tires and stuff? And I just love him. He's on public television. And I decided I was going to be the female Huel Hauser going across the country I stopped at a bunch of different places. I interviewed people. People, I would go up, walk. The weirdest thing that happened is I stopped in Salt Lake and I just interviewed this guy that's been on like Discovery and everything. I, I said, who here? Uh, I went up to the ranger station. I said, um, I, I, I wanted to do some filming here. Who here knows the most about the Salt Lake? And they thought I was some person from like actual television. I was 22 or 23 at the time. And they get me, Oh oh, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to get this guy for you. He comes out and he's like, who are you with? I'm like, my cat. No joke. And then I got to do a whole, he was so thrilled by it. He was like, God, you're a little weirdo. And he just did a whole interview with me. And I got to go, like, go on all the marina boats because he introduced me to the marina captain. But I did all of this stuff. And I made these ridiculous little videos where I was attacked by aliens that were on a water tower. All these weird little things. And I didn't do anything with them because I was shy. I was shy about that type of stuff. As an adult, I started putting myself out there a little bit more. My weird little ideas, I'd make them. And then with Instagram, I think I started putting myself out there way more. And then you were like, do you wanna work on something? And I was like, absolutely. Cause I knew, I knew it would go this way. I knew it would go well. There is no way with your creativity and how I view you and how I view myself, that I, it wouldn't have, we wouldn't have created something fun.
0: And we did. I think what we've done is, I had high expectations, and to me, it blew them out of the water. The way, for the listeners, how it went down, I said, Monica, do you want to make something? To which you responded, why don't we do a web series about an Insta- famous Instagram couple and in the behind the scenes of their photos, and was just like, Yes it was really fun it was hard work though
1: it was yeah yeah it's it's been hard work but it's rewarding work
0: so a little plug uh people there's gonna be for sure a link in this podcast post and you can listen watch our show that was awful no (laughs) one's gonna watch now you should do it you should do a plug okay you do a plug okay plug it
1: no you do it
0: okay here we go uh watch (laughs) watch our show uh, Monica's funny, I'm funny, you'll think it's funny. There, hey, I just think it's really cool that, okay, when I simmer all this down, when I reduce it, I'm so excited about it that two people who are legitimately nomadic, who I think are pretty funny, got together for a window of time and made something really cool. Mm -hmm. And when I sit back and look at that, it's like, wow.
1: Yeah. I definitely had a moment where I realized just how bizarre this would be for most people and just how natural it felt for me. But there was this kind of, wow, this is strange. This is different and this wouldn't be comfortable for most people. And I had this moment where I'm like, I'm living my life exactly the way I'm supposed to be. Whoa. I mean it. That's cool. And yeah. I, I don't think I'd even had that until this, so yeah. So thanks, man.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Now I'm going to delete all the footage, because we got the, what we were really after. Oh. Which
1: is that? Oh, cool. What is it? When am I in the, the game? We're
0: in the game. <laughs> yeah, the camera's, this is a toy. It's not even real.
1: Oh, my gosh. This is all just for a life lesson? Wow. Yeah,
0: it's Twilight Zone. And if there's some network out there that wants to give us, you know, six figures. I would take it.
1: Six. We'll Wait. talk We'll talk six.
0: High five. Seven. High f- I mean, yeah, seven. We're going the other way. Yeah. yeah.
1: Of seven. You've got a deal.
0: So the obvious question that every nomad gets, what do you do for work?
1: Um, I work in tech and I do a lot of different things. So I guess even in my work realm, I'm nomadic as far as the fact that I'm constantly working on different projects. Um, but yeah, I'm a director for a company and I work on special projects, so anytime the company is seeing that we have to explore a new idea or we have a problem within the organization that we're having a difficult time fixing, they basically sick me on it. And it's uh, been working in tech for about eight years, so.
0: But you seem very enterprising. And uh, I think there are other things that you work on often. Have you always been Miss Jill of all trades?
1: Uh, Before tech, I was in the car industry. And I was a car buyer. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. I didn't know that's a thing. Yeah, (laughs) I went to car auctions and bought just millions of dollars of cars. And uh, before that, I worked for Lowe's Home Improvement.
0: But also, curr- what I'm getting at is oh. currently. <laughs> well, that's neat too. Lowe's is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm um, like. Well, I guess I'm a jack of all trades. Wait, what do you mean?
0: Well, you're. I don't know if. Can, I don't. Can we even say you're writing a video? Is that, is that okay? I'm trying to segue. Oh. Okay. See, so I went from we talked about money at the end, and then I was like, okay, segue into job, and then job, and then I'm going to segue into video games. If okay. that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, you're writing a video game.
1: Yeah. Yes. Period. Yes. Okay, on to the next. Thing. <laughs> yeah no I, i'm I'm working on a well, gaming has been a huge part of my life, and uh, I came up with a an idea for a video game that, when I've shared it with people, they've gotten on board. So I am working on writing a video game that we are hoping to um, develop and introduce within the next year and a half.ish That's it, so cool. It takes about that long for it to be finalized. so.
0: So out of my wheelhouse. I think it's so neat. Thanks. So neat. Are you enjoying that process so far? Is it something? I don't know. I don't know really what to ask, just because I don't know anything about it. So anything you can, kind of shine the light on.
1: It's all new to me, uh, which is fine. I'm, I'm very used to jumping into things and figuring them out. Um, It is. There's a lot of parts though. You just think, oh, I came up with an idea. Let's just make some artwork. Get a developer. Slap it together. No, you got to storyboard everything. You have to go through multiple phases of character design and there's, yeah, there's just a lot of moving parts. And I'm pretty good at project management, but even this is too much for me. So we have an actual project manager, uh, for it. And I hope when it comes out that it's successful, uh, cause I think the idea is hilarious. I can't talk too much about no, I, it. No,
0: Yeah, means. I didn't think so. And I don't want to know. Okay. I'm looking forward to the big surprise. What platform will it be on?
1: Uh, PC. It'll likely be PC on Steam. And then if it does well, might uh, port it over to the consoles. Oh, right.
0: Port it over, of course. Yeah. Jargon. <laughs> Don't forget the flange and the mainframe and the. Yeah. Yeah, all those things.
1: We're going to mainframe it.
0: Yeah, first. Mainframe. For video game, of course. Yeah.
1: yeah. USB socket.
0: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> For everybody at home, I'm doing, like, head explosion. So to bring video gaming to the road, are you able to keep up with gaming while on the road? Do you have some cool, like, mobile, 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 whatever somebody wants to say, unit?
1: I do a lot more researching games now than I get to do playing them, unfortunately. And I have a video game podcast, and ever since starting that up, the podcast actually... Most of my playing was related to the podcast itself. So we'd do reviews and everything. Um, So that really changed the way that I was gaming. Uh, It was less for me and more for an audience. But yeah, I do have... I have have my consoles with me. Setting it up is a pain because this RV doesn't have a television. So uh, I have been... Really exclusively, either playing games on my laptop, which has to be you know, lower quality, kind of more indie games, or I play on the Nintendo Switch, which is handheld. So that's just easy to play with. Cool. So you're still gaming on the road. I am. Neat. When I can find time, yeah. Thank right. You. Yeah. It's a good relaxer. It's like uh, if I can't be hiking, then I, then I would like to be gaming. And there's no real ever time where I can't do one or the other, so that's how I escape.
0: We said we were going to talk about Miles. It's time to talk about Miles. And he was named Miles before you hit the road. Yeah. That, that's important. I
1: think. Yeah, his name is Miles Davis because he's a cool cat. So. I
0: can contest to that. He's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I named him. I've had him for 14 years. And he's been all over the country with me, coast to coast, before this. And I think he hates me for it. Imagine if he was a teenager, he'd be like the one that's like, I don't want to go on the family vacation. But unfortunately, he was the teenager that like never grew taller than you know uh, half a foot. And so I can just drag this teenager on every vacation. He doesn't really love it. He's gotten used to it, though. But yeah, he's a good travel cat. He's a good travel companion.
0: He's so... Sweet. Was he good right off the bat, or did he take some getting used to at least Elton? I know he's been traveling for a long time, but...
1: Um, he. It took some getting used to. He, He's always good, though. He's never a bad cat. So he was just scared at first. Um, and I was, too. I mean, let's be real. Flying around all on the highway and everything. I was just like, Miles, come save me! What are we doing? Why are we doing this? I understand why you're constantly hiding. But he's been a really good travel companion and I'm, I'm lucky to have him with me. And now he's just all over the place. He just sits on the passenger seat, he just climbs all over, and this is his little jungle gym, so. Uh,
0: anything else that you would like to add from our fun adventures and or your life?
1: Um, I don't know. Is this where I'm supposed to tell people like advice or something? I don't know sure oh, okay actually i'm gonna
0: start yeah from now on at the end of every podcast and <laughs> like give people advice and do you mean like road advice or just like life advice
1: no just here's some advice so like if your teeth start to hurt no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, um so if you ever get a popcorn kernel stuck in your teeth...
0: oh isn't that i read th- a great line online the other day it was like uh, yeah sex is great, but you know what's even better getting a kernel out of your teeth after 10 minutes of struggling oh, yeah. and I giggled
1: yeah it's, it's very good. funny um, no, I, I guess you know one of the weird questions that I don't actually get asked what I do very often what I get asked on the road? Yeah, what? how I work Yeah, most people don't ask that. Um, most people ask what I'm doing alone for one okay. I get asked like oh you're alone, how aren't you scared? I get asked if I have a gun a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I get... uh, And I also get asked why. And that's a really hard question for me to answer. In fact, um, when asked that in the past, you know, why are you doing this? Do you want to inspire others and whatever? I mean, sure, if you... If somebody finds me inspirational, great. But I am by no means trying to inspire others to live this lifestyle. I think you have to have a specific personality to enjoy it. And, and it's not for, I can't imagine that it's for everyone. So I think that what I'd like to say, and I think that this even coincides a little bit with our, the shows that we made where it's this adverse, like here's the perfect picture, but these characters aren't living the perfect life. When you're, watching people that are nomadic, you know, and if you're interested in doing that, definitely test it out. But our adventures are all subjective. And the biggest thing for me is that I would love to have people do is more for themselves, um, no matter what that means. Exploring can be in your own backyard. Exploring can be trying a new ice cream flavor. It really can. And just breaking out a little bit, Out of shells that you want to break out of. Out of shells that you maybe have hardened because you're scared. And little baby steps. You know, this was not something that I didn't just buy an RV, jump into it. I planned this out for a long time. Um, I looked into a bunch of different things and I was nervous and I was very scared. And I had a lot of doubt about this because it was a huge change for me and... I was, it was possible I was going to fail. I think that if anyone gets inspired by anything I do, it's just knowing that I really was scared. This really scared me. And I really thought there was a huge chance I was going to fail, especially that first month when everything was literally failing on this RV. Whatever that thing is that you have put off, whatever creative idea that you have that Maybe you aren't getting that support and you don't have the people that think your ideas are good. Do it for yourself because it is still a wonderful experience to produce something that you enjoy.
0: Period. The only thing I find uh, funny in there is uh, the fact that you said in your advice to take baby steps I only find it interesting because my mantra whenever anybody asks me for advice the only thing I say is to just jump in so it's just I just find it nobody's right nobody's wrong I just I just found that interesting
1: I think the people that can jump in will
0: yeah I mean when I look at me like I live a weird life to begin with <clears throat> Even before I moved into a trailer, I'm mm-hmm. a weird guy who always like iconoclast, doing weird stuff, living a different life. So when the idea of the trailer came up, it was just like boom, okay, boom. I do this now. I live in a trailer, and I get that that wouldn't work, especially for people who work real jobs and people who have kids and people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I realized that it's just it was just funny for
1: me. Yeah, I think if I think that if they can jump in, they will. But if you're scared. Sometimes it's like, you gotta get your legs underneath ya before you can start running.
0: Well put. What the hell am I? I probably wouldn't be living this life if I actually sat down and thought about it beforehand. I'm now having an epiphany, thank you. (laughs) I'm moving into a house, starting tomorrow. Hey Monica, what do you think? Season two, hmm? Maybe, Maybe Victoria and Manfred go to the moon? In all seriousness, I'm real proud what we made. What an accomplishment on the road. Visit me at reggyfromtheroad.com. Music provided by Audio Network. Produced in association with Fifth Ground Entertainment. I'm Reggie Gray, and this has been Reggie from the Road.